Hello everyone, I'm Robin. This is episode 2 of 40k D&D and Me. So yet again, we are here. Episode 2 now, getting there eventually. And just to explain, as usual, what happens is we discuss 40k, that's Warhammer 40k, the tabletop game. Then it's Dungeons & Dragons, so the Dungeons & Dragons role-playing game. And myself, who is a hobby enthusiast of both topics. I will first say... I do apologize for last week's uh, episode one. The person who was editing it, uh, the, the guardsman who was editing it, was taken outside and I called my Lord Commissar and they were shot and executed. So I do apologize about that. However, obviously I'm getting used to it. So I did editing things. I'm still and I don't know what I'm doing. Anyway, that's it. 40k this week. I've got a lot to talk about. Mainly Death Watch. Oh, Death Watch is my favorite. So here we go into episode 240K. All right, so what is new in the 40K world today or in the last week or so? Well, the big one for me is, is that the Death Watch and obviously the Space Wars as well are coming out with supplement codexes. Yay! Okay, so I'm a big fanatic of the Death Watch. And I just recently bought the Space Marine Codex. Now, I'm sure some people will be like, oh, why playing Space Marine Codex? I thought you were a war player. Well, not anymore. I'm waiting for the Death Watch supplements to come out. Probably by the time this is out, I'm presuming they'll be they'll be available in the UK. Uh, I know that I have uh, watched a few YouTube videos and read a few articles, including the GW community article that states a certain things in the Death Watch Codex or Supplement Codex, as it were. And obviously there's been a few pros and cons towards the new Death Watch Supplement. So it is going to be one of those codexes in a new edition, as usual. People are going to like or hate it. There's several changes which obviously make the Death Watch. For instance, I know there's a big issue with special issue ammunition. However, I think there will be other things that we will like, or Death Watch players will like, and they will obviously we fall in love with Death Watch again, as it were. So, I think this episode will be a lot about Death Watch today. So, I've been looking at obviously forces that I already have from my Death Watch, and looking at the supplements, and looking at what kind of army I want to create, as it were. Apart from that, also, just skipping on a little bit to include everything before I start to rant out about what I want to do is that other things that they're bringing out obviously the accessories with the codexes so obviously the dice and the cards not essential but they're useful I mean obviously I think I'll get cards or haven't bought for me I don't know uh, obviously my birthday and Christmas is coming up so wait I get something there however the dice the dice look shit I have to say GW that's look shit the GW have basically run out of ideas because the dice, yeah, they don't, they don't look anything, anything, any ideas put into them. Because they're like a cloudy grey black, and they put like the Death Watch symbol on the sit, and then a skull on the one. Okay, fantastic. I think they should have been pure black, almost like crystal onyx black, and obviously then the Death Watch symbol obviously on the six, um, and then you know, yeah, maybe you know the skull on one. But I think they should have been black, black, not a horrible mediocre in between grey black, as it were. On the other hand, the Space Wolf dice looked amazing. What are you doing, GW? Playing side down. Gonna send a kill team after you. The Death Watch. So the pros and the cons to the Death Watch is the fact that obviously you get all the primary stuff. Excellent. I'm actually I'm actually falling in love with the primaris a little bit now because obviously for I was like, yeah, primaris, no, no, they're new, no, nobody likes them. Being like a, one of those Space Marine chapters 
saying, oh no, Primaris, oh, they're not, they're not our brothers, no, no, go away. However, Primaris, yeah, like the Death Watch did uh, when the Primaris first came out, and the other chapters like, no, we don't like them, they're not our brothers, no. The Death Watch were like, oh, you don't want them? Hey, come to us, you know, bigger, stronger, faster Space Marines, yep, we'll have them, that'd be great for Death Watch, Xenos killing. So yeah, I'm actually starting to get into Space Marines now, so uh, the primary Space Marines, for instance, Outriders, bikes, love them, you know, I'd, I'd love to like paint a, like a bike, like a like a Harley or something like that, would be pretty funny. But no, like the, the Outriders, I do like the Outriders, big beefy bikes, yeah, they're pretty nice. And then also you get the, we've got veteran intercessors now. Like I said, I've been reading the Space Marine Codex, which I got as I need it for my, including my supplement for my Death Watch Codex. Veteran intercessors we have now. So that's another one question straight away is, how long does it take to become a veteran in the Space Marine Army? Hmm, guess not that long. Another thing is, uh, several things that are coming for the Death Watch are new uh, psychic powers, I believe. So it's called like the Xeno Purge psychic powers. So obviously I've got my librarian in Terminator armor ready to pay, uh, well, ready to spray him actually, and then power him through and painting him, and then he'll be ready. So yeah, that'd be quite fun to use. I like using librarians. So yeah, there's several things. I know that there are several issues, cons to the the codex where it's like they've 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 nerfed a lot of things for instance they've nerfed things like you know re-rolling everything called ones against all xenos now it's now it's just uh, ones in combat and melee against xenos and you can pick a battlefield roll and you can re-roll wounds against them so that kind of up in the air i've been trying to look at um, the space codex as well where you can obviously always re-roll ones with the captain nearby, you can always reroll ones. With the lieutenant nearby, which I've got both in my army that I've looked at, so that's all right. And then obviously you can get certain relic or items which can make you can reroll actually, or pick more than one battlefield roll, as it were. Cons, yeah, special issue ammunition. I have seen this a lot. Special issue ammunition has changed, and they only you can't use it on storm bolters anymore. No. And I obviously kitted my lieutenant out with a storm bolter. Boo, boo, DW, boo. Apart from that, you can still use it with, I think, bolt pistols and normal bolters and store pattern bolters, which I've got a few of. So it's all right. It's one of those things where it's like an almost like an optional extra, as it were. So it's like, oh, yes, uh, you have this weapon. It just happens. Oh, I can, you can use the special issue ammunition. But they have changed it. Some have got better. Big one is the Hellfire round, where it's just, it, it's one extra one to hit with it. So obviously you'd be hitting on twos, re-rolling the ones. If you've got, if it's, you know, something, you know, probably a buff somewhere. Not just wounding on twos, which is a bit shit, really. I've said that wrong. I think it's maybe extra wound on, extra on wound? I can't remember now. So yeah, that's it, really. Uh, other cons, I think, is, yeah, so the buffs. So not, apart from that, yes, I think that's all I really want to say, really. Oh, yes, sorry, the one. Combat patrols. So the combat patrol box sets now that are going out. So Death Watch and Space Wolves are getting one. I'm presuming as all the other codexes come out, combat patrol will come with them as well, which would be good. But obviously, as we can tell, uh, they're going to be start replacing the start collecting box sets, which are incredibly good for money for value with these combat patrol ones instead to start armies. Obviously, I'm, I'm presuming that they obviously knew that they were losing out on money. Certainly when they were 50 quid, now they're going up to 55, 60, 65 quid. And now that these combat patrol ones are now 85 quid, which 
you are still saving money on all the models that you get in it. I mean, I am kind of, I'm, I'm on the fence about the Death Watch one because you get a lot of Primaris in it, but you are still, you are still saving money. So I'm kind of like on the fence with it at the moment, but I'm sure, I mean, you, you, you probably, you know, some combat patrol ones will come out and be amazing. Like, I don't know, maybe for orcs, you get a shit ton of orcs and be like, yeah, that's definitely worth the value. Space Wolves, I think Space Wolves are pretty much the same. I can't remember what you get in the Death Watch one. So you get like Lieutenant for HQ, which is nice. Primaris Apothecary, which obviously keep your lads running and going. You get a squad of 10 intercessors or you can cut them down to two combat combat squads or have two, five intercessor squads. And you get a squad of three aggressors, which do like basically Primaris, Terminators, Brassers. Yes, please. My arm twisted by GW to buy Combat Patrol the Death Watch to fill out my Primaris uh, slots. However, that is it, really. I, all that's the news that's been going on for me, I think. Obviously, people already know this. But, yeah, so the next part for this will be story time. Inquisitor Exanthia tapped her foot impatiently on the maglev floor. She did not like waiting. Her mind was already wandering to get back to her research. However... She had been summoned to meet a guest, to actually discuss something far more important. Ding! The maglev had reached its destination. Instead of waiting for the maglev doors to open, she forcefully used her psychic power. As they shot open, she walked out quickly. Tap, 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 tap. Her boots went on clean marble floor the hallway. A large hallway, very little seen. It took her several minutes to get to the door of one of the several study rooms that she had in her disposal. She opened the door. As she entered this large, tall room, complete with a fireplace on one side, a large window in the middle, and several furniture pieces of ancient and antique ware. Chairs, stools, even a table for eating. However, it was not the furniture she was aware of. The large, giant figure standing next to the fire, by which probably one of her servants had set. The individual was over seven and a half feet tall in black ceramite armour, a member of the Death Watch. As she entered and closed the door, the Space Marine turned to see her, his black cape whipping behind him. He had taken his helmet off and was holding it. She was presented with his gaunt, grim face. Slightly pale, long black hair, but face unrecognisable as human. Tons of scars, half his face missing, one eye missing, a majority of one of his lower jaws, only pieces of Syrian muscle keeping his jaw together. As she entered, she said disappointingly, Ah, Lieutenant Danathor, how are you? Where is the captain? Where is Captain Griffiths? Is he not attending? She questioned. The space marine shifted weight in his legs and spoke, Captain Griffiths is unexposed. I've been sent in his stead. The Inquisitor grinned slightly. She knew of Lieutenant Danathor and had dealt with him before. However, she did not like dealing with him. Being a Black Templar, she could tell that he did not reciprocate in the same way. Feelings towards psychers in the Black Templars was not exactly light. Danathor took a seat and said, What do you have to follow to Lieutenant? The Lieutenant took a step forward. She would have thought in his heavy armour he would make some noise. But heard nothing. He handed her a data slate. She took it in her hand and started reading through as he talked. Several highlights of the report are the Xenos have grown in number and we've took casualties far beyond what we would have expected. The captain requests reinforcements. We have several kill teams ready and waiting. The speech seemed revised. The Inquisitor looked at the pad, then 
using her psychic ability, she moved the pad away to the side of a table and placed it down. She could see the lieutenant was getting anxious and didn't like what she had done. His hand had slipped towards his power sword, sheathed his belt. The sword was almost as big as her. If he did instigate an attack, he would definitely be able to clear her in two. However, as an inquisitor, she was in control. I'm sorry, am I making you uncomfortable, Lieutenant? She grinned. The Lieutenant gritted his teeth and said, I would rather not do that in my presence. Awkward silence took the room. Moments later, the Inquisitor got up briskly and went over to a drinks cabinet and poured herself a drink of wine. Can I offer you some refreshments instead? How about some Amistad? We've got a nice vintage up here. The Death Watch Lieutenant barely shook his head and seemed to be getting annoyed. What is your wish, Inquisitor? Moments passed as she took sips of her wine and then placed it on the counter. Turned to the Lieutenant. Her game should stop now. She can't keep playing with her subordinates. Lieutenant, I've decided. Yes, we enforce with the kill teams. What do we have at our disposal? Lieutenant reeled off what he knew. We have kill teams at Reaper, Reef, Nova and Hunter at our disposal. Plus, we have managed to acquire a venerable dreadnought who will give us excellent information on dealing with these Xenos scum. Inquisitor Axethia picked up the data sheet again and looked at it. She played a video within the report, which was a battle in the dark of the jungle world. Space means being cut down with dark shadows and blades. Then, out of nowhere, a leith xenos creature came into view of the camera, wearing a smiling, laughing mask. Then the camera went dead. These uh, Aldari Harlequins are quite the match, aren't they? But I do think our force is ready for them, she questioned the lieutenant. The lieutenant straightened his back. Is that all, Inquisitor? Is that the order? He questioned. Inquisitor Exerthia smiled, drank some more, and said, yes. That should be all. Oh, and before you leave, Lieutenant, as the Lieutenant was making his way out of the room, not wanting to stay any longer in the presence of this so-called psychic, heretical Inquisitor, turned to the Inquisitor. I'll be joining your forces, by the way. We'll leave in a few hours, when I prepare my own personal trip. You can accompany me if you want, Lieutenant, but I'm sure you want to get back to your captain. Send my regards to the captain as well. That'd be all. As she finished her sentence, you could see the lieutenant's face gritting at his teeth and liking what he had heard. Nodded, then left the room. Inquisitor Xavier, again, known for toying with her subordinates, smiled, looked into the fire, and took one last sip of her wine. Right, what should we talk about this week? Topic, let me think. Death Watch. Let's talk about Death Watch. So, my topic this week is going to be the most efficient, in my mind, uh, a Death Watch kill team, and what chapters you would choose for specific roles. So this is just by my opinion, what I've read myself, so things might not correlate to other people, or people might think, oh, that, that won't work, or there's a rivalry between these two chapters, which I didn't know about. Okay, I didn't know that. I'm just saying my opinion and what I think would be my most efficient kill team, what I know now. So we're going to break it down as a normal kill team. So there'll be a watch sergeant and then there'll be four other positions in our kill, kill team. And obviously we'll pick what the role is. So for instance, maybe a sniper, a close combat specialist, a generalist or a heavy support. Which is kind of like, that's what I've kind of put out as four main ones. And then what chapters, which would be how which chapters would not have a row between each other. And so would 
more or less synchronize or get on with one another to make the most effective team or kill team in my opinion i said before so let's get started big one who's going to lead this kill team what sergeant in particular obviously has to be good at leadership role good at keeping people in order if there is any hoo-ha's or kerfuffles so the two chapters that i go straight to either a black templar because obviously they're very strict and you know this is what we do or a successor chapter which i read into now and i quite like them which would be an iron snakes chapter the reasons why i'd pick either one of those one thing i like black templars by his opinion obviously I guess it's the same as iron snakes however I do think the Iron Snake, because it's a success chapter of the Ultramarines, which obviously Smurf Army, I, I try to move away from Ultramarines, but a successor chapter as an Iron Snake, because they've got all the, you know, they come from a frozen planet and they, they fight huge snake monster things, and they, they just sound really cool. They just sound really, really cool. And to have somebody like that to inspire you, I would be like, yeah, I'm definitely throwing him. He had to kill a huge snake with a power spear. Not going to mess with him. So I think what sergeant would be an iron snake? And I think he'll probably specialise in kind of like a, almost like a generalist role. So he might obviously go usual sort of Xenophase Blade, Combi Bolter or Xenophase Blade. Maybe Xenophase Blade, Storm Shield, like I do in my Kill Team Kill Team. That's what I think. Because I think the iron snakes, like I said before, would give a good leadership role. Moving on quickly. We'll go to the next support. So the next position in our kill team, which will be a heavy support role. So heavy support role, I think, would be somebody who wields a heavy weapon or a specialist weapon, like a plasma gun or a heavy flamer or a heavy bolter or something like that. Or in this case, for our lovely Death Watch, either a furnace heavy bolter or a frag cannon. I go straight to people who can do that, which obviously would be an Imperial Vist. However, I do prefer Crimson Fists. Because one, I like the colour scheme better. Don't bright yellow people in my kill team. And also, I like, I like the backstory they have of they are really well known for killing orcs. So my nemesis as an orc player, Crimson Fists, definitely. So I think my a Crimson Fist would be in a veteran of orc wars. So it'd be good against like swarms. So it'd be good against tyrannies as well. And I think we'd either give, I think we'll probably give him a frag cannon just for shits and giggles. I think he would be down with that. So that's kind of put two, two into perspective. The third position on our kill team be a sniper position. So a sniper. And I think lots, lots of chapters scream out to lots of people, you know, good marksmen like Ultramarines or Raven Guard, people like that. But I would go for a chapter that I've always liked, and that is the Raptors. The Raptors, because they're very, very skilled in marksmanship. You know, very precise, straightforward, get the job done, boosh, bash, bosh, kill them with sniper fire. And obviously, as a Death Watch kill team, we would issue that sniper, Raptor sniper, with a good old-fashioned Stalker bolt rifle. That is basically three ones done already. Now, I quickly go back and I'll say a Raptor, Crimson Fist, and, and an Iron Snake. I can't see any sort of rivalry between any of these that's why i think these would sync quite well raptors successful raven guards okay but they've got raptors got quite a big history of getting the job done you know as i said crimson fists successor chapter of imperial fists as we all know again 
straightforward. They don't have very quads with lots of people, not, not a lot of people at all. And the Iron Snakes, they're legendary. They, they fight monsters for a laugh. So I do think these will all go into sync with one another. Two positions left, shall we have next? Well, I think we need somebody who can move fast and kill hard. So I think we need a close combat or fast attack support. When I think about this, I think about somebody either who is a, a veteran vanguard, so he's got a jump pack and he's going to soar through the sky, smash down and then basically kill everyone. Or somebody who's just a close combat specialist. So obviously, as we all know, several chapters scream to us. We've got the Blood Angels, which are crazy blood people. We have people like Space Wolves, which I'm kind of getting into now and I'm kind of looking forward to reading more about Space Wolves. One of my favourite chapters is the White Scars. I think the best way would be be either a White Scar or a Space Wolf. And I would like to think a jump pack specialist. Now I know the Space Wolves have a... Do they have, space, do they have specialists for jump pack people? I don't know. Anyway, let's just say we have a, a Space Wolf jump pack. No, I'm going to say White Scar instead. Sorry, Space Wolf people. White Scar instead, because I think they have less less things. Oh no, I forgot. White Scars have problems with, with Raven Guard, don't they? So we'll have to go with Space Wolves. Space Wolves it is then. So we have a Space Wolf uh, veteran Vanguard, and we're going to probably kit him out like Wolverine style with a pair of lightning claws to jump, slash, and slash. Yeah, that's pretty cool. We'll have a we'll have a jumpy jumpy Wolverine. That's pretty cool, I think. And the last position we want to advertise for, and I'm going to go with sort of a generalist, so somebody who kind of can almost he could even be like second in command maybe, but he could be got some good knowledge about things. But he kind of like so we'll probably kit him out in ninth edition with bog standard Death Watch Storm Bolter Power Sword and. I think he's going to go straight to what I had in one of my old kill teams in kill team. And I'm going to go straight to Blood Angels because what I know about Blood Angels, they, they obviously they're good fighters, you know, good bolt of discipline, etc. And yeah, I think Blood Angel would be pretty good as a generalist. Fight and shoot, fight and shoot. Yeah. And I don't think the Blood Angels have any qualms with anyone in the kill team so far. Iron Snake, Crimson Fist, Raptor, and a Space Wolf. No, I don't think so. I think the Spice Wolf and the Red Blood Angel might have a little bit of a rivalry there, but I think it'll be a almost like a positive rivalry instead of a negative one. So yeah, I think that would be the most efficient kill team, what I think. Good old Watch Sergeant, Iron Snake, Kid Style, I really want. Spyro of the Uniphase Blade, definitely. Depending on the situation, Storm Shield or more shooty, so give him a Death Watch combi weapon. Heavy support, Crimson Fist. Frag Cannon. We could turn him into a Furnace Bolter, actually, because obviously frags are rich shit. Anyway, Sniper Raptor. Raptor Sniper. Excellent. Close Combat Space Wolf. A Jumpy Wolverine with Lightning Claws. That'll be sick. And our Blood Angel Generalist. With a Sword and... So I'll say Sword and Ball then. Sword and Bolter. So I think those would be the most efficient chapters to their roles in a kill team. However, I mean, you could rip things out the way and go, how about... We totally get rid of the Crimson Fist and just get a Terminator, put it all out. I'd go for my lovely Terminator who I did for a Kill Team campaign, which being an Iron Knight. Yeah, I think that'd be pretty cool. And also there's obviously a subject of maybe even switching up the Generalist guy with a Black Shield. But a Black Shield, obviously we don't know who he is or where Chapter comes from, so I think he'll just go on with his, with his role and just get it done. So that's it.
I've babbled on enough about my Death Watch efficient kill team. If you have your own thoughts, I would say if you want to actually message me at all about thoughts and questions, you can obviously email me or Twitter me. So I've got a Twitter. It'll be Twitter, so it'll be, I think it's Rob Bander Archer. And you can email me as well at robin.wilsonpt at gmail.com. I will probably change that email. However, thank you for listening. And we'll get on to the next part of the podcast. Okay, hey everyone. So this is the bit before the quiz with the missus. So if you want to follow along with what we are actually looking at, please just obviously Google in, or if you if you already know the models or the forty k particular creatures, then obviously you know what they look like. But so it'll be three questions again, and obviously I'm going to obviously try and quiz Amber on these. So the first one will be uh, Wraith Guard for the Eldari or the Eldar. So Elder Wraith Guard. The second one will be the Tyranid Horror Packs, Horus Packs, I think it's called. And then the third one will be Necron, and it'll be the Necron Canoptic um, Cano- Wraiths. Get it right, Canoptic Wraiths. So, yes, if you want to follow along looking at these, then obviously they're the ones you need to look for, Google. So, see you in the quiz. Okay, so episode two, it's the quizzes for the missus. So, again, we have our beautiful and wonderful Amber with us here. Do you want to say hello, Amber? I am the other Amber, yes. The other Amber. (laughs) Okay, so, again, 40k, you're going to learn some stuff, aren't you? Yeah. You're going to learn your Xenos from your Xenos. So, as this is the Death Watch episode, though, you need to know your Xenos from your Xenos races. So, we'll learn something about Xenos. So, again, I'm going to show you three images, and then I'm going to tell you three names. One is correct, two are wrong, or the wrong Xenos. And then you have to pick which one it is. Are okay. you Are you confident? Not really. Nope. nope. Apart from Eldari, which particular Harlequins you're uh, Orcs, you know orcs. I, I talk about them a lot, about orcs. So you should know, you should know your orcs. A little bit, but I don't really know anything else. Yeah, we're not doing any harlequins or uh, we're gonna do elder, but we're not gonna do harlequins or orcs. It's a bit disappointing. I know. Really. So we'll get to it then, shall we? So the first image, look on your phone, is they. There you go. So, so the I will say they are elder. So they are Aldari. Number one, are they a soul guardians? Are they B, Warp Knights, or C, are they Wraith Guard? I'm not falling for the Warp trick. Do you want again for you? Yeah, go on. So, A, Soul Guardians, B, the Warp Knights, or C, the Wraith Guards? I think they're Wraith Guards. Are you sure? No, but I think we've spoken about these before because you were... I'm sure you, when I was thinking of doing another kill team, you said about using these. I'm sure that's what you referred to them as. Oh, okay. So you're going with what is it? You're going with wraith guards. Wraith guards. Okay, just making sure. Okay, so ding ding, that is correct. They are wraith guards. So what they are? They are a construct. So they're actually not a person. It's actually a robot. Mm-hmm. Inside, they're like the helms. They have like what they call an Aldari. I think it's a, a is it a soul stone or something? I think it's a soul stone. My Aldari is pretty pretty shit. Um, but they basically have a stone which has got an Aldari's essence or like basically being inside of it. And so they're powered by that. So they're actually powered by basically a dead Aldari. 
and yeah they're used as guards they're used as they've got an elite class heavy class so these ones are the wraith guards there's an alternative i think it's the wraith blades and they have they wield like axes and power shields and stuff, stuff like that but yeah they're pretty tough and they yeah they're pretty hard to kill because obviously more like robots basically so yeah you know your wraith guards from your from your from your warp knight well i just know that you throw in the warp thing to trick me so the webway guardian yeah <laughs> okay so ding one right oh we don't have M&Ms, do we? Oh, we've got the rest of the bag of the M&Ms, don't we? So... No, I don't want M&Ms today. Okay. Right, so move on to number two. Is this Ooh. this person. So, person? That's not a person. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a crazy... Um, so it's a Tyranid, as you can tell. And it's a nice, big, ribbly. Okay, obviously you need to know your Tyranids from one another. Because maybe you might need to kill one. Right. A. Is it an Exocrine? Is it B? And Horus Pax, or is it C, Biox? No idea. <laughs> it looks like it looks like a rhino, and you know the aliens from the film Alien had a love child. <laughs> a rhino and an alien had a love child. Yep, because it's got that that big, big pointy snippery thing that comes out of its. Well, yeah, that's its tongue. Mouth. So, yeah. so yeah. it's a bit like the things from Alien. Well, that's its tongue, and it might it, it basically that it shoots that out, grab people, because that's its maw. And I'll give you a little bit more, but like it, it does eat things. Like it just eats things like whole. It's disgusting. Yeah, great, isn't give it? Give me the options again. Okay, is it an exocrine? Is it a Horus Pax, or is it a Biofax? I'm gonna go with B. Horus Pax. Yeah. 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 Okay. Is that your final answer? Yeah, final answer. Ding! You got it right. So, and Harapax is actually a, uh, and the Exocrine are kind of similar, but Exocrine is has got like a big shooty gun on it instead. So, and Harapax, I had to look this up as well. But basically, that's basically the front of it. It's basically its stomach like turned inside out, and what it does, it basically it's just like a big like, just think of it as like a big Pac-Man. And all it does, it all it does is it just eats biomass and basically just goes along and just just chomps them up and just, and just basically just keep eating all this biomass, ready for like the tyrannids to like to tentacles come down and suck it all up. So it's actually just used just to eat everything basically. I think we've come across these before. I think I'm not sure if it's right or not, but I'm sure we've came across something like this when watching Midwinter Minis. Oh, okay, right, right. Because the names rang a bell, so I mm. feel like we've come across it. The thing about Tyranids is they, because I, I don't understand all of them, but like, like one has one name, one has another name, and then mm. an, a variation, because like, like the Tyranid Carnifex, which is the one, I don't think one I know, because it's like a big tank, basically. That I think has two or three different vari- variations to it, so it's oh, a okay. bit. Right, yeah, so two right, two out of three, excellent. Last one. Ooh. Right. So these are Necrons. Very big at the moment. Necrons. Yeah. So what do you think of them? They just look like sneaky spiders. Sneaky spiders. Or right. scorpiony things. Yeah. I'll give you the names. Okay. Okay. So are they A, Phase Tech Destroyers? B, are they Canotech Wraiths? Or C, are they Tomb Crawlers? No idea. It's going to be an absolute death. <laughs> I'll tell you again. Yeah, go on. So, it'd either be Face Tech Destroyers, Canoptic Race, or Tomb Crawlers. I'm going to go with A. Face Tech Destroyers. Oh, I feel like that's made up though, but 
I'm, I'm just going to go with it. Going to go with A. Phase Tech Destroyers. Yeah. No. Wrong. Which one is it? It's B. Oh. It, was, it was Canaptic Wraiths. So these are disgustingly horrible. What they do is they, they if I remember rightly, they, they're kind of like the ones that like, they do actually just crawl through the tombs of, of the Necron world. And like, they kind of like, act like, like almost like sentry dogs, as it were. Oh. Um, but they are incredibly hard to hit, really hard to kill, because they have phase tech technology where basically they phase through things. And then obviously what they do is they phase through things and then obviously like crawl behind somebody and they like just put their scythe through and then become solid again and basically kill people. Mm. <laughs> so they're very good predators. Yeah, and that's basically what they do. They can fa- they phase technology of the Necrons and they're incredibly fast. Mm. Um, so yeah. Race, yeah, watch out for your race. Bring fast or big guns to get them down. Yeah, because I think in the game they have, they have just a natural three up and vulnerable save, which is good. Mm. So, yeah. Oh, so close. So close. Two out of three. Getting better. Getting better. Maybe next week, get your three out of three. Maybe. Depends what you do on there. Uh-huh. Okay. So, yeah, I think you've learned something about your Xenos races. Yeah, I learned that I'm actually not as stupid as I thought. <laughs> You're not stupid, you just, I think the more information you, you just like, gets piled on you, you just go, don't you? Yeah, you just kind of like, my brain, like, you just like, you need, need a brain reset, don't you? Yeah, especially when you get excited about things. So, obviously, like the last couple of weeks, you've been excited about the releases with Space Marines and Death Watch Codex. So, you have been a bit. I've, I've not been excited, have I? <laughs> uh, yeah. But, hey, it's fine. I'll learn eventually. Excellent. Okay, well that's it then from us. Episode two finished. Episode two finished. Thank you, yes. Thank you very much. Uh, yes, obviously, thanks to Ambus for taking part in these silly quizzes. Yeah, fun. It's fine. Are you learning something? Well, I hope you are. Yeah, I feel like there's <laughs> going to be a test, like, <laughs> after ten episodes or something, like, how much have you actually learned? <laughs> and there's also, also there's a pass grade as well. Okay, well, thank you for me. Thank you for listening to the episode two, uh, 40k, and see you next week.